Good morning. It's great to see you. What is God doing? That's the question. Come to the welcome lunch to find out, and we'll, we might know by then. Um, but God is doing something with us. Um, that, what a great introduction this morning. Um, Callum and Katie, where are they? At the back there. Guys, well done. You can't chat to Colin right now. This is time to be listening, guys. No chatting at the back. Um, Callum and Katie, well done for going with what uh, God's laid on your heart. He's put something in you. This is significant for these days. I believe you guys are significant. I'm, I've already said this to you, but and you need to go up with your heart right now in these days and pursue what he's saying to you because he's going to help us unlock some of, what, some of these wells, I believe, that, that Mark's talked about. And what a great word from Mark as well. That is, that is perfect. That is exactly what I believe God's doing. I think, sorry, it's perfect. What, how, how do I know it's perfect? What do you mean? You heard from God. What am I to say that? Um, but I think it's really good what you just said. Um, absolutely spot on. There are wells that need to be unblocked in this place. In Swindon, but also in people's lives, I believe. Um, the wells of incredible richness that God wants to um, unlock, to let flow in these days. And it, it is a, it, he wants to do something new. There's a bit of a reset moment, I believe. Um, and I'll explain to you what I mean by that in just a minute, but we're going to pray. Um, these are important days. Let's focus on what God is doing. He's here by his spirit. He's speaking to us. Um, let's have our hearts wide open because this is for every one of us. Um, yeah, let's pray. Lord Jesus, we thank you for your presence with us. Lord, we thank you for gifts of the spirit. Lord, I thank you for... Um, just Callum and Katie leading us this morning. I thank you for individuals who are prepared to step out and say, this is what I think God is saying. Uh, Lord, we, we, we want more of that. Lord, we, we pray for more of the gifts of your spirit. Lord, we pray for more boldness amongst us. Father, we thank, I thank you for what Ian's brought this morning. Lord, just summing up Daniel for us and saying, no, there's something bigger than all of that that we see in the world around us. And uh, Rich, for what you said as well, that's so right that we not be driven by Facebook and um, social media and all of that, but we look at the word of God and he says there's a kingdom coming that is greater than the kingdoms of the earth, that is utterly different from what you see on your TV screens. It's actually, that's the main story. And Father, we thank you for that truth this morning, that your kingdom is coming, that there's nothing that can get in the way of your kingdom coming, Lord. And Father, we want to be a place in these days where the wells are unblocked, where your kingdom comes in great measure, Father. Lord, that's the prayer of my heart this morning. Help me, Lord, just to explain what you've said to me, Lord. I pray, but more this morning, that you would release your spirit amongst us as a people. Father, that you would unlock each one of us. Lord, that our hearts would burn within us this morning as we see a picture of this kingdom that is coming, that we've been caught up into, Father. Will we see the potential? Will we see what you've done with us, Lord, and what it is that you call us to in these days to proclaim this incredible good news? So we say, Lord, let your kingdom come. Father, I pray that the anointing of your spirit would rest upon us this morning. I pray that we would see what you want us to see that we would hear your voice and Lord that we would go and do and be obedient to you Lord that uh, in our own lives individually this week even your kingdom would come in new ways Lord Jesus that's my prayer for your glory Lord Jesus amen amen I, I was away um, a couple of weeks ago on a, a week of uh, discipleship I suppose with Steve Oliver who leads our family of churches um, 
And I was, uh, I was asked to tell the story of what was happening with Gateway and our multiplication to two sites and what God was doing with us. And I told that. And um, I was talking about the West site and uh, us here and how we were longing really for God to gather us up and say and kind of put us on a new mission, a new course, if you like, to speak to us about what he wanted to do with us here in the West. Um, and one of the things that was prophesied as they prayed for me that morning was that what God was going to do was to bring fire lighters to us, those that would ignite what was already within us. And there is so much that God has already placed within us. Um, Paul came and spoke to us the other day, a few weeks ago, wasn't it, Paul, and said that he was at the back of the room here just looking over people and just felt God say the potential in this room, the enormous latent potential of what God has uh, put in us over the years, the experience, the wells of salvation that are waiting to be unlocked for the good of the community. Um, and uh, yeah, and the, the prophetic word a couple of weeks ago that um, was spoken over me by Steve Oliver for us at Gateway was that, f- that he was going to bring fire lighters to us that would ignite some of that potential that were in, in amongst us. Mark, you're a fire lighter, by the way. I believe even what you said this morning about unblocking the wells, that's, I believe that's important for us. We need to lay hold of that. And that's more, more widely for you as well, I believe, that you're a fire lighter and you're to be a fire lighter wherever you go. I just want to speak that over you this morning, that wherever you go, you're going to light fires in the days ahead, significant fires. Uh, where there's kindling, where stuff has been laying dormant, you're going to go in and you, you won't take much. You're going to speak something quite quickly and the power of God's going to come. The fire of God's going to come. He's going to use that in, in you, I believe, in the days ahead. Amen. Right. Good stuff. We're um, in a new series. Um, we finished Daniel, as you know. That's been brilliant. We are now into a new series that we're calling The Stone That Became a Mountain. You would have seen the signs. Maybe it's even behind me. Um, great artwork by our resident creative director, Mr. Colin Thornton. Love it. Um, <laughs> So the stone that became a mountain, you'll know that that's a reference to Daniel, the the picture that we saw in Daniel of this stone that begins small, but actually overtakes and crushes uh, all the other kingdoms of the earth and ultimately fills the whole earth with the glory of God. That is a picture of the kingdom of God. We saw it in Daniel. So we're into a series now that about the kingdom of God and what a significant time also with all that's going on in our nation for us to remember the kingdom of God that starts small, but that will grow, that will fill the whole earth, that will prevail over every other kingdom that would seek to rise it, to raise uh, up in the earth in any nation, over any leader that would seek to have prominence. No, God says there's a kingdom that is coming. It is here. In fact, it came, it was inaugurated with uh, Jesus when he came on the earth. Uh, he said, my kingdom has now come. And we read in the word that is a kingdom that is growing and growing through history. That's the truth about what's happening now. Whatever we see on the media, the truth behind the scenes, that's the picture of Daniel, is that the kingdom of God is advancing. Amen? It is growing. That's the truth of the word of God. We need to lay hold of that. And we are people of the kingdom. We are agents of the kingdom, the Bible says. And we want to spend some time 
a lot of time probably, we're going to take our time exploring the kingdom of God because we believe that God has brought us here. It's come out of Daniel, but also it's come out of, um, you may, well, I hope you've read it in the, in the magazine, the latest magazine. How many people have read Colin's introduction? Close your eyes, Colin, in case you get offended. Um, how many people have read Colin's introduction in the current magazine? Oh, I don't look. Every hand is up, Colin. It's amazing. Wow. If you haven't read it, if, if I just didn't notice that you didn't raise your hand and you haven't read it yet, then grab a magazine. There's some in the foyer. Um, but what his introduction, let me just summarize quickly in case you haven't read it. Um, we went away as a leadership team earlier in the year. We spent some time, uh, a week away together, away from the everyday life. We left our kids with people looking after them. And we really went to seek God and to say, okay, God, we've multiplied into two sites. We're, at, we're in a new chapter of Gateway. Now we want to hear from you. We want to meet with you. We want to be obedient to what you would have us do in this next course of Gateway's life. And Colin set out a vision for us. And we were excited about the things that God's spoken to us over years and where we are now on that journey and what God's saying to us. But in the midst of it, we just felt that God completely sideswiped us that week, that he broke in on the agenda that we had set. We'd been talking about vision and things that we were dreaming for Swindon, but God really broke into us. Um, And basically, in in a nutshell, I'd summarize it like this. He said, if that's where you think you want to go, you're not going to get there the way you are right now. That was kind of the summary, wasn't it, in in effect? I'm looking at those who were there that week. And he really said some of the ways that you think about things, the way that you think about people, the way that you value and evaluate situations, you're not actually looking from my perspective right now. And I want to broaden your perspective. And the way that we understood what God was saying to us was that he wanted us to have more of a kingdom mindset. That actually we're to think kingdom. We're not to think, we often think church, we're called to be leaders of church. And so that's where our mind first goes to often. But God was saying to us, I want you to open wide, if you like, your hearts and your minds and I want you to be really seekers of the kingdom. It's pretty obvious at one level. You can say, well, that's very simple. That's in the Bible, of course. Why wouldn't you do that? But it's easy to be distracted sometimes. And we felt like God was just taking us back to the basics, really, to say, as he does in his word, seek first my kingdom and all these other things I'll look after, doesn't he? That's the summary at the beginning of Matthew. We worry about all sorts of things in life, don't we? In our own lives, but also when we... uh, are seeking to gather God's people and as leaders when we seek to, uh, to build a church, we, we seek to understand what God wants for, for us in Swindon and all of that. But we've just felt God stop us and say, no, seek first my kingdom. Seek first to put me on the throne, Jesus Christ on the throne. Let my rule and reign penetrate every area of your life. Let that be the guiding feature of everything that you do, and I will worry about everything else. It, the Bible says, doesn't it, I will build my church, God says. It's not, uh, that's not our job, actually. What our job is, is to pray in and seek his kingdom. Amen? Yeah. The whole, the, the, when you look at Jesus' teachings, actually, um, in the New Testament, it's really framed in terms of the kingdom, isn't it? And if you look at, even at the Lord's, let me give you a couple of examples. The Lord's Prayer. Our Father in heaven. We start with worship. That's always the right place to start. Hallowed be your name. We, that's where we begin. We begin lifting up God, worshipping him. But the very next thing that we're to do, what does it say? Let your kingdom come. Let your kingdom come. 
That's our priority after that, is to pray in the kingdom of God, the rule and reign of Jesus Christ. In our own lives, in our sphere of influence, wherever it takes us, we're agents of it. We've become part of this kingdom. And the instruction to us is pray in the kingdom of God. Pray in the rule and reign of God. Pray in the influence and the power of God into every situation where you are. Amen? Seek first my kingdom. Don't worry about all the other. That's the context, isn't it? You worry about life a lot. That's the context of the scripture about seek first my kingdom. You worry about all sorts of things in life. In the Bible, it says you worry about what to eat and what to wear. We... In our Western culture, we worry about a whole load of other stuff as well, don't we? Because our lives have got so complicated, we worry about all sorts of things. But the instruction of the word of God is, seek first my kingdom and I'll worry about all the other things for you. I'll look after all those other aspects of your life. That's the priority. And and as we were away early in the year, we just felt God stop us in our tracks. We really had to change the whole program of our week and what we were doing because God highlighted to us some situations. He said, I, I'm, I'm seeing things like this. I'm seeing this person like this. And we had to repent. There was lots of tears. Uh, there was lots of conviction. There was repentance. And we said, we really, God, we want to respond to you. We want to set our course now in a different direction. We want to be those who are obedient to what you've said to us. We want to seek first your kingdom. And so we are... so. As I begin this series, um, as I say, we're going to take some time. We're going to explore what the kingdom of God is. We're going to listen to the spirit. We want to be, that's why I love what Katie and Callum did at the beginning of this morning, because at one level, we want to strip back what, it's so easy for us to, be, to make things very complicated, isn't it? And we get into all sorts of rituals and things that become our pattern of doing things. We get into ruts in our own lives, but also in our church lives so easily. And we want to take, we want really to make space in these days and say, God, we want you to redirect us. We want you to show us what it means to seek first your kingdom. We want you to show us, every one of us, and this, by the way, this is not about leaders. This is not about those with roles or anything like this. This is about every one of us. Because we're all to be agents of the kingdom, God says. And the instruction to every single one of us who's become a follower of Jesus is seek first my kingdom in your own lives. And we all have different spheres of influence. We all have different people that we move amongst. We all have different responsibilities. But in those, in every part of life, in every moment of life, the instruction of God is seek first my kingdom. Seek first that Jesus should be on the throne. That Jesus should be preeminent, that we do what he says, that his, that his influence, that his authority, that his ways go out from us are what we bring to the situations where we are. Amen? I think that's the introduction. I think some things are going to change amongst us as we go on this journey. I think we're going to we must do some things differently because God said to us, if you carry on doing the things, doing things in the same way that you have done up to now, then you ain't going to get where you think you'd like to go. And so that's, a, that's, a, that's quite a profound word, really. It feels like a risky place in some ways. But we really want to say, God, you come amongst us. God, you do what you want to do. Because we can't do it, actually. We're very weak. But we're, we're passionate about it, but we're weak. And we need your spirit. And that's why... 
Um, we need those wells of salvation to be unblocked. We need the Spirit. Is it Pentecost Sunday today? Interesting as well, isn't it? We need the Holy Spirit to fall upon us. Because only empowered by him can we seek first the kingdom of God. Because it's not of this world. It's utterly different from this world. It's not, it's not, our lives won't look like, they, like everybody else around us. Because it's an utterly different kingdom. Different priorities. Different person in charge. Different values. Different way of going about things. Different agenda. So we need the Spirit of God to fill us. Okay, we're going to read a little bit by way of introduction. I have a couple of weeks to introduce this subject, um, this week and next week. So if it's all over the place today, that's absolutely fine, because I can pick up the loose ends next week and make sense of it, hopefully. So we'll throw some things out, and we'll pray this morning, and we'll see what God wants to do. Okay, let's read. I want to just read a bit from Matthew chapter 11. The book of Matthew It'd be a great place to read through at this time. There's lots of stuff about the kingdom of God in there. So I want to start from um, the beginning of chapter 11. After Jesus had finished instructing his 12 disciples, he went on from there to teach and preach in the towns of Galilee. When John, who was in prison, heard about the deeds of the Messiah, he sent his disciples to ask him, are you the one who is to come or should we expect someone else? Jesus replied, go back and report to John what you hear and see. The blind receive sight, the lame walk, those who have leprosy are cleansed, the deaf hear, the dead are raised, and the good news is proclaimed to the poor. Blessed is anyone who does not stumble on account of me. As John's disciples were leaving, Jesus began to speak to the crowd about John. What did you go out into the wilderness to see? A reed swayed by the wind? If not, what did you go out to see? A man dressed in fine clothes? No, those who wear fine clothes are in king's palaces. Then what did you go out to see? A prophet? Yes, I tell you, and more than a prophet. This is the one about whom it is written, I will send my messenger ahead of you who will prepare your way before you. Truly, I tell you, among those born of women, there has not risen anyone greater than John the Baptist. Yet whoever is least in the kingdom of heaven is greater than he. From the days of John the Baptist until now, the kingdom of heaven has been subject to violence and violent people have been raiding it. There's lots of translations of that verse. Let me give you another one. From the days of John the Baptist until now, the kingdom of heaven has been forcefully and advancing and forceful men and women lay hold of it. Okay. I think it's interesting. This is a slightly unusual passage. Uh, Matthew 10 has been the instructions to Jesus' disciples. He sent out the disciples. He's told them his manifesto, if you like. Um, That's my one reference to the election. That's all you're getting this week. I'd love to do more. But we're on a different manifesto right now. We're on a different course, so we've got to stick to it. Amen. Thank you, Paul. (laughs) So chapter 10 was Jesus sending out all the disciples. He's given them lots of instructions. He's told them what's going to happen when they go out into the world. And now we get this weird, very different picture about John the Baptist, who's been so involved in the build-up to Jesus' arrival and ministry, and yet now finds himself stuck in prison. He said some truth about Herod, uh, the, the ruler of that area, which Herod didn't like, and so John finds himself in prison, stuck in prison. And, and he starts to ask all sorts of questions. 
He's confused. It's like, this is not what I expected. He proclaimed the coming of the Messiah. He'd been the key guy. People had come out into the desert to hear his message about repentance and pointing to the Messiah who was coming. He, he, was, he was the guy that everybody flocked to. And now, not so long afterwards, here he is stuck in prison, wondering what on earth's going on. And he says, have I got it wrong? What, was what I expected not what was meant to happen? What, I didn't see this coming. Here I am stuck in prison, not able to do anything. Is Jesus... The Jesus that is out there doing stuff, is he even the Messiah? Is he the one that I was talking about? What's going on here? And I think that with this topic about the kingdom, one of the things I want to say is that it's okay to ask a whole load of questions. Because you see, I think one of the things that we need to ask ourselves right now is, is what we see of Christianity, is what we see of the Christian faith in our own lives, of having Jesus as Lord, is it what we were expecting? Is this where we thought we would be? Is this what we thought it was all about? Is this, is what we see around us of the advance of his kingdom and the building of the church? Is this, is this all there is? Is this, is this what we thought we'd signed up for? And I think it's an important time for us to examine our own hearts. So what is it? What is it that it means to be a follower of Jesus? What is it that it should look like if the kingdom of God has come in our own lives and is coming around us? What is it that we're expecting? And when we see stuff going on in the world around us and on our news and in our nation, we think, well, how does this fit with, I thought God's kingdom was coming. I thought he was the one who was prevailing. I thought the, the church was going to be built. I wasn't expecting it to be like this. How do I answer that? And, and we find ourselves in places like John. Some of us uh, find ourselves hemmed in, not literally in prison, but hemmed in in circumstances. And we say, but, but God, I signed up to you. I signed up to your advancing kingdom, your glorious reign. I, I signed up to you being the one who came and solved my problems in life. And yet here I am stuck in this prison of my circumstances. What's going on? This wasn't why I, what I expected. And I think in lots of different ways, it's really helpful that someone of the position and the experience of John the Baptist is asking fundamental questions and saying, how did we end up here? This wasn't what I expected to happen. What, what does it actually mean for the kingdom of God to come? What does it mean for the Messiah to be in my life? And right at the outset, I think it's really important. I want to encourage us to ask difficult questions of ourselves and our circumstances. Is, is where you are now what you were expecting? What do you think it looks like to be a follower of Jesus Christ? Is his kingdom coming in your life? Are you seeing evidence of the kingdom of God advancing, the rule and the reign of Jesus Christ? I think it's time to ask ourselves some difficult questions. When we see circumstances in our own lives that hem us in, when we see things on the, uh, on the, the media that aren't what we expected, they don't seem consistent with a God who's on the throne and advancing his kingdom. What do we do with that? Well, I'll tell you what we do. We do the very thing that John did, and this is where he got it right. He said, right, disciples, and you need to go and ask Jesus what's going on here. Because in those sort of situations, when we've got all these questions, where we're not sure how our Christian faith relates to what we see around us, 
the place to go is, is to go to Jesus. Amen? Always to go to Jesus. There's a great quote that I read this week from Terry Virgo, who started the whole movement that led to our family of churches. And he said this, Whatever is troubling you and destroying your peace, your answer doesn't lie in unraveling complexities, but in a fresh encounter with Jesus. And that is what was John the Baptist's experience in this situation. As he was confused, stuck in prison, didn't understand quite what was going on. Whatever is troubling you and destroying your peace, your answer doesn't lie in unraveling complexities, but in a fresh encounter with Jesus. So we need to ask difficult questions. We need to say, what is it that I signed up for? Am I truly living as a disciple of Jesus? Am I truly seeking first his kingdom? Am I looking for Jesus's rule and reign to increase in my life? Is that genuinely my agenda? Those are difficult questions to ask ourselves. When, when circumstances hem me in and I find them difficult to understand, what do I do with that? Do I go to social media? Do I go to what other people are saying? Or do I go to Jesus? Because the truth is, whatever we see around us, whatever we see in our own lives, his kingdom is coming. If we believe his word, we've got to take that at face value. His kingdom is coming. His kingdom is advancing. He has included us in it. We are agents of it. And he says, now go and pray in my kingdom. In those circumstances that you don't understand, in this nation where things are happening that you can't get your head round, go and pray in my kingdom. Pray in my rule and reign. Everywhere you have influence, every relationship, every situation where you find yourself, pray in my kingdom. Seek first my kingdom. Say, Jesus, at the start of every day, Jesus, what do you want me to do today? How do you want your kingdom to come in through me, agent of your kingdom today? Amen? We need to ask the difficult questions, but we need to go to Jesus. We need to do a, I think we need to do a really um, honest analysis of where we are as God's people at this point. Because we've acknowledged that we need to do some things differently if we're going to go after what he wants for us. Some things are going to have to change. And that means, first of all, evaluating where we are. And evaluating our own lives and examining our own hearts and saying, to what extent am I really a follower of Jesus? To what extent am I really seeking his kingdom? Amen? These are days for asking some difficult questions, I believe. Because we're going to take our time here. But if we really want to be those who seek first the kingdom, who pray in the kingdom of Jesus Christ, then we're going to have to look hard at our own hearts. Look at the places where Jesus isn't king right now. Look at the places where our agenda isn't that he should be in control. Look at the situations in our lives where actually we're not going to Jesus for the answer. We're going to friends or we're going to social media or we're looking at other ways of solving those problems. The scripture I've just read, it says, blessed is though are those who don't stumble on account of Jesus. Me, he says. The key thing in life, and there are some of us who need to, some of, there's some of us who have been around the things of God for a long time, seen lots of stuff, experienced being around the people of God, but we haven't yet made that decision of whether we're going to follow Jesus or not. 
But that's the, that, that's the crunch point decision in the whole of life. Are you going to stumble on account of the name of Jesus or are you going to follow him? It's a big question. It's the biggest question that each of us must ask. Blessed, says the Bible, is the one who doesn't stumble on account of Jesus. You've got to decide in life what's your reaction to Jesus. Fundamentally, it's about Jesus. It's, you, you, don't worry about the church too much. We get it wrong in the church. Don't worry about other Christians. They get it wrong too. We get it wrong. The important question is, what's your reaction to Jesus? Does he cause you to stumble or does he bring you life? You've got to make that choice at some point. And there's some people for whom that's the difficult question in this, in this, uh, at this point in our, in our journey. And you say, I need to make a decision about Jesus. What do I really think at the end of the day? It's, a, it's the most important question in life. Who do you think Jesus is? How does he relate to you? Just while we're on... Um, Just one more, while we're on John the Baptist, I, I really felt that God said to me in the week, there are some people who, a bit like John the Baptist, have, have been around the things of God, have been very involved in the things of God. I guess it's a bit like Mark's word at the beginning. Um, actually have, have experienced those wells of salvation, the wells of the Spirit, the life of God, in the past, have used gifts of the Spirit. Actually, like John the Baptist, have been maybe at the forefront, maybe very involved, very influential in kingdom things, in church things. And now find yourself somewhat sidelined or, or it, in, a, in a slightly different place. You're not seeing those things happen. You're not you're using those gifts in the same way. Maybe the picture I had was of a river where, you know, there's some bits that are fast flowing and there's some bits that are kind of a bit slower towards the edge. And you found yourself going to a slower bit of the river, even though, like John the Baptist, you've experienced all sorts of things in the past, actually, of God and, and his people and what he's doing. And, and I, I just believe that God would say to you this morning, there's, there's a moment again to press into Jesus. There's a moment to re-engage with some of the things that God did in you in the past. There's a moment to unblock, as Mark said, unblock some of those wells. Don't worry about what happened to John the Baptist afterwards. That's where the, that's where the picture uh, leaves us. Okay, That's not what I'm prophesying. But what I am saying is that there's a moment to go back to what God did before, to, to go to dig into him again and say, God, I, I know I've experienced amazing things in you. I've seen great things. And there's a moment for you guys to press into them again and say, God, I want to see those things again and more and different. And you may have found yourself in a different part of the journey. It may feel different. Your circumstances right now are different. What's happening around you in church is different. It's maybe a bit uncomfortable. You didn't it's not like it was in the good old days, but I believe that often God uses those things to realign us, to reprioritize us. And actually, I believe that God would say, forget about the things around you that make you uncomfortable right now, but dig into me again and let me unblock those wells. Let me come again to you. And, and I believe the promise is in greater measure than you've seen before. Amen? That's for some people in this room today. Stu and June, I felt God speak to me specifically for you in the week. That is for you, but more specifically, I felt God remind me really clearly of the stories that you told us when you first came to Swindon about that, those early days when you became Christians and you said, gather people in your, 
in your, in your room, in your home. And you saw amazing stuff happen. And the stories were incredible. And it was cutting edge. It was absolutely cutting edge. You were, you were experiencing stuff that you, didn't, you hadn't heard anyone else tell you about, but God did it amongst you. And I believe that he, he wants you to press back into that. I believe that's to come again for you guys. You're to go again. It's part of this unblocking the wells word. You have to really seek after God. It's, it's Jesus. Never mind what's going on around in the structures of church and that, but to, to go after him, to see those, those wells unblocked again. And there's others in similar positions. We're going to pray for some of these people in a minute. Let me do one more thing right now. There's a, a, a verse in that scripture that says um, that the least in the kingdom of God is greater than John the Baptist. Amen? The least in the kingdom of God. So not only does, not only does Jesus big up John the Baptist and say, no, 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 you haven't missed it. Don't worry, my kingdom is still advancing, even though you're stuck right now. Uh, believe me, the kingdom is happening. Look at, look at the signs, and we'll come into those as we explore what it means uh, for the kingdom of God to come, some of that other stuff. But he bigs up John the Baptist says, no, don't worry, be encouraged. It's happening on plan. I'm still sovereign. My kingdom is coming. But then he says, even beside this amazing guy, John the Baptist, who had such an incredible role in heralding Jesus Christ, the least in the kingdom of God is greater than he. What an incredible statement that is, isn't it? Incredible that every one of you who's part of the kingdom of God, greater than John the Baptist in some sense. What a privilege to be. See, I guess John wasn't quite in the kingdom in some ways. He hadn't quite decided about Jesus, or at least the kingdom hadn't come in the way that it does at Jesus's cross and resurrection and the coming of the Holy Spirit. So we're on the other side of the cross, sins forgiven. We're on the other side of the resurrection, hope planted in our hearts, future assured, on the other side of Pentecost that gets celebrated today, full of the Holy Spirit. We're on the other side of all that. And so if you're in the kingdom, the least in the kingdom, then that is your position today. Forgiven, loved by God, seated with him, full of the Spirit, empowered to go out, full of the, to, empowered to see his kingdom come. Tomorrow, it's not about church. It's about where you are tomorrow, where he's put you. If you are a believer in Jesus Christ, if you're a follower of him, then it doesn't matter if you think that you're the least. You, there's incredible stuff in you. As we unblock these wells, as we go to Jesus and say, what would you have me do? As we seek first his kingdom, that in every situation, every relationship that we find ourselves, God wants to use us. We're princes, the Bible says, in the kingdom of God. Ah, we don't need to worry. We don't need to worry what's happening in London or on Thursday. We've got a future assured for us. What we need to do is usher in the kingdom because that's what everybody around us needs. It has to be our top priority, doesn't it? Seek first the kingdom because I've got you sorted. You're covered. Don't worry about your life. Even if you would regard yourself as the least, and there will be some here, and we're going to pray for people this morning. Even if you think you've got nothing, it's not the truth. 
You're full of the spirit of God. If you're a believer in Jesus, stuff was settled at the cross and the resurrection. That assures your future. You're blessed by God. You're given gifts. You've things that, are, that God has appointed you to do. People that he's appointed you to bring your kingdom into their life, bring his kingdom into their lives. That's your job. And we need to go after him and say, God, whatever, uh, never mind what everybody else is doing. Never mind who people who seem to have roles and seem to have things to say and things to do. No, you, you, you're an agent of the kingdom. Now let his kingdom come in your life. Let's stand. Guys, do you want to come back and let's start there, shall we? Whoever is least in the kingdom of God is greater than John the Baptist. Whoever is least. I'd love to just invite you, we're going to pray for some people. I'd love to invite you to to come out of your seats and come forward. If you you think, I I, I don't know what I've got to offer. You you might not use use the words the least. That doesn't matter, but I'm, I'm not sure what God wants to do with me. I don't know what gifts I have. Hear people say that a lot of the time. It's just not the truth. The least in the kingdom of God has amazing resources within them. And we need to say, God, let your kingdom come in me. Each one of us. Each one is valuable. Each one has gifts. Each one has the anointing of the Holy Spirit on them. Each one is to see the kingdom of God come around them. And so I'd love to invite you. If you, if you say, yeah, I want that to be me. I want that to be a reality in my life. I want God's kingdom to come. I want to see stuff happen around me. Come and stand at the front. Come on. For all sorts of reasons it'll be. Don't be worried about what other people are doing. Let's come and let's say, God, come and break in on my life afresh. Let the, let the wells of salvation be unblocked. In fact, look, we haven't got ages. Let's go for it all at once. Let's... Um, those other ones as well, where you feel like things have moved on from you. You were experiencing the things of God. Like John the Baptist, you were influential. Stuff was happening around you, but it's gone quiet. Now let's unblock the wells. Come on, come on, let's pray for you. The, the wells need unblocking in our day. Boy, does our nation need a move of God. Boy, does our nation need people who are part of the kingdom, who know their authority, who know who they are as children of God, who know that they're filled with the Spirit, who know that they're on a mission to bring the kingdom to those around them. Come on, let's unblock the wells this morning. Come forward. We're going to pray together because there's lots of people that want to be prayed for. Guys, why don't you, why don't you pray, um, play in the background for a minute? Yeah, let me pray. Let's lift our hands to God. Spirit of God, we welcome you, Holy Spirit. Just welcome God right now. Welcome you, Holy Spirit. Holy Spirit, we need you. Lord, we we feel, Lord, as a church, as a team, Lord, we need you in these days. We want to see your kingdom come. We really want to pray that prayer, Lord. Let your kingdom come. That's the prayer on our hearts today, Lord. And so, Father, for my brothers and sisters standing before you, Lord, we're all in the same place right here. We want, we want more of your kingdom, Lord. Father, we want to acknowledge that you've made us to be giants in your kingdom, Lord. Each one of us, even, though even if we would regard ourselves as the least, Lord, we know that we've got significance. We know that we've got value. We know that we've got hope. We know that we've got future. And Lord, we know that you've given us gifts and you've put people around us and put us in situations where we are to be agents of your kingdom coming. Now we pray, do it amongst us. 
Now we pray, come by your spirit, Lord. Let the anointing of your spirit fall upon us. Lord, those who have moved away from the the fast current, as it were, who feel like it's not happening anymore, they've known uh, that, that influence in your kingdom before, those use of gifts. Father, I pray that you'd rebirth it today. Lord, I pray, unblock the wells today, Lord Jesus. Lord, for, the, for your glory, that your kingdom might advance, Lord. Unblock wells this morning, Lord, I pray in Jesus' name. Let the water flow again. Lord, let gifts be released again. Let gifts be exercised again, Lord, for the sake of your kingdom coming. Lord, may your kingdom come through us as gateway, Lord. Lord, we pray, let your power come. We need you, Lord Jesus. I pray for the anointing of your spirit, Lord, on each one who stands before you. Come, Holy Spirit. Come, Lord. Come and meet with us this morning.